At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Good Thursday morning to you. It is a numbers game at VSIN, the sports betting network, VSIN.com, the VSIN app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. However, you're taking us in this morning, we appreciate it. Skill Alexander, ladies and gentlemen, Wyatt Tomchek remains in for Kelly Bidlin. Good morning to you, Wyatt. How you doing, man? Good morning, Gil. I was uh, I was awoken from my beautiful slumber to like five texts in a row from everyone. I was like, something's not right today. Yeah, and your slumber is beautiful. Don't end, don't, don't let anybody that. tell you any differently. Uh, you Ke- and my mom are the only people to say that. Uh, Kelly Bidlin, ladies and gentlemen, getting the COVID. So. By the way, for 1.5 seconds after I said that now, people were very sympathetic to Kelly Bidlin. But what this means is, is that there will be no eggnog challenge tomorrow. So I know that that's really the, uh, the ultimate sentiment. We love our Kelly, and Kelly will be fine <laughs> with the COVID. But I spoke with him yesterday, and I'm like, you sound terrible. And he, he shouted out an expletive because he thought he could get away with it. He was like, really? Oh, I thought you wouldn't have noticed. I was like, no, dude, you're terrible. And he ended up testing positive for COVID. So we're, uh, we hope Kelly gets better soon. But yeah, the uh, the four hundred dollar hour and twenty five minute half a gallon eggnog challenge is going to go by the wayside tomorrow. Do we want to volunteer Sean as a backup? <laughs> it's, uh, it's not the same if it's not ah, Kelly. Darn. And then I don't know if it's the same once he gets back, however long it'll take for him to get back, because then it'll be past New Year's, and it seems kind of odd. Yeah, at eggnog's that point. eggnog. Yeah, I don't you know. Know. we'll see. Maybe it might 
cure, uh, cure the, the voice. Might cure the voice. All right, so we wish Kelly the best uh, on the show today. Dr. Bob will join us. He'll be with us tomorrow, too, but he'll talk uh, bowls with us today, what he's thinking about uh, with the trio of bowl games today and beyond. Also going to have uh, Todd Wishnev in studio just before the Megapod. Uh, the Megapod today with Joe Fortenball, which we record right after the show, the Beating the Book podcast, our weekly uh, Week 17 look specifically this week into the NFL with uh, Jeff Parlay, Todd Wishnev, and uh, Fortenball today. Uh, Todd will join us in studio. He'll talk about his uh, the weight loss challenge aftermath and the struggles with that, his thoughts on the National Football League as well. Uh, Eric Eager from Sumer Sports to talk NFL with us as well. Jake Hahn making an appearance, a little NHL check-in because we haven't done that in a while. We'll do that. And Bill Krakenberger, typically it's unscripted with the crack for an hour with the crack man, uh, but it's going to be for one segment because he is a remote today. So one segment with the crack man. I uh, want to start today with, uh, with a few things, and this will crescendo into me getting somewhat angry. Just want to point this out why. Not really angry, but like betting angry. Um, first of all, <clears throat> National Football League, while we were on yesterday, Wyatt and I, doing a numbers game, we got the Tua news. Uh, the official word is that Tua is unlikely to play for the Dolphins this week. As you know, this was 24 hours ago. Um, unlikely really sounds like, no, he's not playing. It will be Teddy Bridgewater. And that line, Patriots minus three, moving a tick on that. Uh, the real news that came down afterwards, also quarterback-related news, right after the show yesterday, Derek Carr and the Raiders uh, coming to an understanding. The Raiders benching Derek Carr for the remainder of the National Football League season, the last two games. They're going to start Jarrett Stidham. And so, you know, a lot of people sort of saying, well, well you could, we could have seen that coming. You know, they got to they gotta find out what they have. They got to move on from Derek Carr. The real reason is financial. They can't afford to have Derek Carr get hurt because if he does, uh, it could cost them $33 million if he fails to pass a physical next, next year. So this is sort of like, if you remember the Washington football team in the last year of RG3, like we also said that by the way, this year about the Indianapolis Colts, when they went away from Matt Ryan, the first time we're like, well, we'll never see Matt Ryan on the field again because he will cost the Colts an inordinate, inordinate amount of money if he fails the physical next year, and then, of course, uh, Irsay and Jeff Saturday did the whole about face, and all of a sudden we did see Matt Ryan. But anyway, this is the reason for the, the benching of Derek Carr. And by the way, Derek Carr has taken his toys and gone home, apparently, which they're calling uh, officially, well, he doesn't want to be a distraction. So Niners now a 10-point favorite in that game. If you got ahead of that, good on you. Uh, that was the quarterback news of yesterday. As far as today's game is concerned, and again, we are in the squirrely time of year. Usually we reserve that word for the last week of the year. But Amazon, after a year of just really unriveting football games, now gets the Cowboys and the Titans. And let's just go through the laundry list. I mean, this has gotten to 12 and a half on the Cowboys for so many reasons. And here are just by name the Titans have ruled out a slew of players. Jeremy, excuse me, Jeffrey Simmons, their defensive tackle, uh, a group of uh, is among a group of four defensive starters who were ruled out of this game. Bud Dupree, of course, Amani Hooker, Zach Cunningham, Danico Autry is doubtful. Doubtful, often a euphemism for being out, which is what you could say about Derrick Henry, who is listed as doubtful. I will sit here and tell you he ain't playing. Um, that's what that means to me. You have right tackle Nicholas Petit Frere. That's French, by the way. Uh, Wyatt. Uh, of course, Ryan Tannehill, you know they're out. The right tackle, starting right tackle, Petit Frere is out. And then it comes down to the story of, okay, well, you know, we talked to Pritch yesterday on the show, and Pritch made a really good case for, well, the Titans need to see what they have in Malik Willis heading into next week's meaningful game 
against the Jacksonville Jaguars, which is the de facto AFC South championship game. Because the Titans, this, the outcome of this game tonight has no bearing on it whatsoever. I, I, I hear Pritch's point about that. On the other hand, with your starting right tackle out and Derrick Henry out, I wonder if Mike Vrabel even wants to subject Malik Willis to this tonight. And will it be Josh Dobbs in the lineup as a result? I'm, I'm kind of leaning towards the latter. So I'm not seeing any Malik Willis or any Titans props, and books are smart and they know, well, let's wait on this because it might not be Malik Willis. But if you have them, if your instinct is to bet Malik Willis overs, I would sort of push back on that instinct. I'm a, I'd be a little worried about that. Again, if this game was in the midst of a, of a window of early Sunday games, I would not touch it at all. It's a standalone, so your instinct, of course, because it's a standalone, is to bet it. If I'm betting anything tonight, and I have, I bet the Cowboys' first half at minus 7. I did bet a Titans team total under at 14. I don't like that as much, because even that, you wonder about the Cowboys tonight. If they get out to a big lead, how much do they play their players? The Cowboys do have something to play for. They are still technically alive for the NFC East title. So uh, they are incentivized to win for sure. But if they get out to a big lead, do they start sitting players? And then, you know, the other instinct was, hey, maybe some Micah Parsons props. Well, Micah Parsons' dog died. So I don't know what the story is with Micah Parsons tonight, physically or mentally. Uh, physical Presence-wise, physically, and then uh, mentally, just in terms of his state of mind for this game. So it's squirrely. Again, the, the, the two bets I do have are the Cowboys' first half at minus seven and the Texan, excuse me, the uh, Titans team total under at 14. But I'm not touching the full game line. And boy, oh boy, oh boy. I mean, if this is, again, I, I just wouldn't go crazy with a game like this. Now, here's where I get sort of a little angry, Wyatt. And when I'm angry, I mean in the betting context. So one of the things that I have really tried not to do with this show over the years, and I think I've, I think I've done pretty well on this, is if I have a bad beat, I don't really talk about it that much because bad beats happen. If you bet enough, they're going to happen all the time. I, I do talk about the 2014 Bahamas Bowl as the pinnacle of bad beats. I know people like to in the gambling community to talk about the Belk Bowl right around that time where, oh, the Belk Bowl and Duke. Huh? Yeah, the Bahamas Bowl blows that away. The Bahamas Bowl of 2014, I had Western Kentucky. They were up 49-14 to 14 heading into the fourth quarter, minus two and a half. And Central Michigan outscored them 34 to nothing in the fourth quarter. The last play began with one second left, a pitchy, pitchy woo-woo to the house. And then they decided not to kick the extra point, which would have given Western Kentucky backers like myself a chance to win in overtime. Of course, they went for two and they failed. Anyway, that's the worst beat of all time. This was not that yesterday. However, this might that one was almost funny. When you lost that one in 2014, you're sort of like, oh, my God, what a story this makes. I can't believe I lost money, but at least there's – it's so ridiculous, it's humorous. Yesterday's Arkansas-Kansas game, and why you were on Kansas, you were among the, ev- the slew of everyone who had Kansas. Yeah, me, Hicks, uh, Isaiah downstairs, everyone Everybody. was loving the Jayhawks. Everybody on the network. Everybody guessed. Everybody had Kansas. Your boy had Arkansas, <laughs> and I had Arkansas. Not at the close. By the way, the close is minus one and a half, but that was like for a minute and a half before the game. No, not a minute and a half, literally. But about 5% of betters might have gotten that, and I'm being, I'm being kind. Most of us had Arkansas minus 2.5. And, a half. and uh, let's just put it this way. I don't think I've ever been angrier after a loss. And in case you missed it, and, and, and I will just say this. If you are a Kansas backer, I don't want to hear you complaining about a bad beat for at least another year. 
you've got about a year window where you're not allowed to talk about bad beats because this was so ridiculously fortunate. And for those of us who had Arkansas, we will not soon forget this. Arkansas up 15 points with under three minutes left in the game, and Kansas had no timeouts left. And Arkansas throws a pass. It's caught. Receiver comes to the ground, hits the ground with his elbow. Ball bounces out. It's ruled a fumble on the field. Replay clearly shows that the ground caused this fumble. Clearly. I know. I know Dan Mullen was trying to dan-splain to us that maybe it wouldn't be enough to, overcome, to, to overturn. I thought that was complete nonsense. Nothing could, be, could have been clearer than this. So they give the ball to Kansas. And, of course, at that point, you know they're going to come down and score at least once, which they do, cut the lead to, to one score, to an eight-point game. Um, and then the onside kick from hell, which <laughs> here's where I just sort of – you're like, does Arkansas know that you're supposed to actually – let me – let me how do, how do I put this? Recover the onside kick as opposed to just block the other players? They had no interest in recovering the football. Kansas recovers it. Of course they score again. Of course they get the two. And we go into overtime. Oh, by the way, before we get to overtime, Arkansas had the ball. This is the most ridiculous part of this game. Arkansas has the ball on their final possession with all three of their timeouts. And it was as if they had no awareness of what the score was. I was like, you guys realize you, you can kick a field goal and win this game now. No, 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 no. They were like, ah, we'll, we'll use the first timeout with you know m- mere seconds left in the game. They were running plays. They weren't passing the ball down. It was the weird. I'm like, what am I watching? And, of course, it goes to overtime. And at one point, Arkansas was up eight. But you knew at that point on the second overtime that if uh, Kansas got even the six, it was over for Arkansas minus two and a half betters because then it became a uh, two-point conversion contest after that. Arkansas ends up winning by two, which is probably the, uh, the insult to injury part of it. They do get the win, but, of course, <laughs> only by two. That replay was ridiculous. Please, if someone disagrees with you on Twitter, please tell me at Beating the Book. Coming back, Eric Giger on the NFL next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests we're gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. 
Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, hey, <laughs> hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got him. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or, like, put a sign in your yard. But All right, so what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM with all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today. Stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account. Start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM. State-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. We get tweets at beating the book. Uh, one correction, dog days. Yes, he's right. Uh, not a pass that was fumbled. Even worse, a reverse handoff in the backfield to a receiver. Point remains the same about Arkansas. Good God. Uh, this is from I've Begun to Gather My Things. That is his Twitter handle. I've Begun to Gather My Things. <laughs> he says he goes, Kansas versus Arkansas. He said, not as bad as Jets versus Browns early in the NFL season. It's very bad, no doubt. But Jets-Browns was, I'm finished betting the NFL the rest of the season because nothing matters bad. You are correct. And as a matter of fact, last night I said to anyone who was around me listening, I go, that will that will take me away from betting college football for at least 17 hours or so. Like I was I was livid. Absolutely livid with that game last night. Um, let's see here. Scott, New York Mess 16. Gil, I feel your pain as you lament the Arkansas Kansas game. But am I still allowed to uh, trump you with the Saints money line and the Colts money line within a span of 12 days? Yeah, that was that was a back-to-back horrific thing that happened uh, in the NFL to to anyone who had both of those little it, it, to one of you, let alone both. But he had both. Uh, real quick, uh, college football. Arkansas did get the win, which I know Kelly is out again. If you missed it, Kelly has COVID. But Kelly and I did this thing before bowl season where we decided because Kelly doesn't know anything about anything. And we're like, I'll tell you what, we're just going to pick. This was Kelly's idea because he couldn't guess lines anymore because the lines were out. We're just going to pick the winners of all the games. And basically it was to see if Kelly could still, if he could somehow uh, beat me in this. 
and he doesn't know anything about anything. And currently, here is the updated numbers. We're tied, baby, 15 and 10 each in terms of just uh, picking winners here from before bowl season. I trust I will be ahead of him by the end. But who knows? Who knows? You going to double down with this uh, eggnog bet? What do you mean? I just had a little bit more money, you know. Actually, I don't know what I mean on that. Okay, one. that's right. Why don't you spitball yeah, that with yourself, yeah. and we'll get back to all that. By the way, I was talking about uh, how with the uh, first half, I have the uh, Cowboys at minus seven tonight, and Steve Fezzik has uh, chimed in, and uh, he has a suggestion as well. He says, if you can find Dallas first half at minus six and a half, minus 122, which more minus 125. By, by the way, you can. DraftKings has minus six and a half on Dallas first half. He said, play that now. Play it back seven and a half at post. He believes that's where it will get. Um, and then, of course, you'll have the key number seven as a middle. So that's absolutely a great suggestion. Eric Eager joins us now from Sumer Sports. Always great to check in with Eric. How you doing, man? I'm doing well. Uh, bowl season's actually been pretty decent for me, but I will say I was on Arkansas minus two and a half, mm-hmm. so that one's done a little bit. That is exactly how my bowl season has gone. And by the way, I've had bowl seasons like this before, where it's like it's going swimmingly well, and then all of a sudden some calamity happens to you. That one yesterday, and I didn't even do it justice, like I kind of downplayed it, but I was legit angry last night, and I never get that way about any bet. But that replay that didn't reverse, I'm like, are, are we? By the way, there's other plays in that game where the receiver on Kansas will get nine yards on a second and ten or whatever. They're like, sure, first down, let's just move the sticks. I have college bowls, man. Anyway, I could go on, but I won't bore you. Yeah, I mean, even calling the, you know, if you had money line, uh, you won, but you you sweated out a little bit more because they called it targeting on the last play. It right. should have been the last play of the game as well. So yep. it was just an absolute privilege from A to Z, uh, especially <laughs> uh, if you were like me and you play college DFS and, like, you, you thought that the Carolina – uh, Oregon game was going to be the big scoring game, and it ended up being this Kansas game for no reason. Like that, that was tilting as well. Right, and the, uh, people who had the total, right? People who had the under, that was terrible for them as yeah. well. Like the way it went is the whole thing. Um, we were due. If you have forty plus bowl games, one of them is going to be uh, you're due for uh, shenanigans like that. All right, let's talk about tonight's game real quick before we get to your other week seventeen thoughts and beyond. And I sort of t- talked about it last segment, which is. Hey, look, I mean, as squirrely as we already knew this game was going to be because the Titans really don't have anything to play for tonight, now with all the Titan absences tonight, and I think it may even extend to Malik Willis, quite frankly. That's just my opinion. I don't know how you bet a full game line here because then the Cowboys might ratchet it back. The only bet I have is the Titans' first half and the Titans' team, excuse me, the Cowboys' first half, pardon me, and the Titans' team total under. Even that one I'm a little worried about. How are you? Are you playing this at all in any way? Would you? Uh, yeah, I, I like the Willis under rushing yards. I think that that's kind of a, a square thing. I, I, I saw it on, you know, underdog at 43. It's other places, you know, kind of in the, the low 40s, and he did get that number last week. But uh, to your point, I don't know if they, like, play him the whole game. And if they do, do they run him uh, the way that they kind of want to in a re- real game, given that this game is not you know meaningful for them at all. I, I also like Prescott under interceptions under a half. I just don't think Dallas is going to throw enough for him to make a mistake. And I also think his mistakes have cost them enough over the past few weeks for them to be a little bit more cautious with him throwing the football. So those are two props I like. I, the, otherwise, I mean, look, if you laid it with Dallas, you know, it's like, you know, fairly early on in the process, minus five on the look ahead, uh, you're in a good place. But other than that, I don't really think this game uh, is that appealing from a betting perspective because, you know, and, and it's it's basically a week 18 game. 
uh, in Week 17. I'm sure Al Michaels will have a will be a delight tonight with all his commentary. I'm sure he'll just be thrilled. Bubbles. Well, you, you, the best part about Al is you know within the first minute or two of the game which side he's on. You can just tell it from his voice. Uh, having worked with Collinsworth for so long and working on that broadcast, you know, he would just give it away uh, with, it, during commercials and stuff for us. But even when I'm watching him now, you can like you can totally hear, oh, you know, Al's on the Eagles minus 14 tonight against the Texans. You like you can tell immediately. Yeah, because there was one. Oh, I don't know which comeback it was. That was just the amazing comeback. I want to say it was a Brady comeback where he did not live up to the moment at all. Right. Or maybe it was the Rams comeback, I believe, where it, and I'm just like, yeah. why is he so muted about this? Oh, I remember why he's muted because he's Al Michaels. And it's yeah, it's funny. There's there's a game from like, oh, one that I went back and watched on YouTube and he totally referenced the spread. At the, it was like one of those games where the, the underdog was covering and then they had a sack fumble and uh, the favorite ended up covering like minus nine and a half or something like that. And and he was like, oh, that means a lot to a lot of people. You know, yeah, he's, well, he's, he's been this way forever. That that part we uh, we certainly know from him for sure. But it, it, to me, it sort of seeps into his uh, whole energy. What do you like best week 17 beyond tonight into Sunday? Yeah, I you know, this is one where I think the markets have kind of, um, you know, overcorrected way too much. Like, I, I don't think the Vikings – should be more than a field goal underdog in this game against Green Bay. Um, Green Bay has won, you know, obviously three consecutive games, uh, but you know the, the wins are against Chicago. Then they had a bye, then a bad Rams team, and then a, a Miami team that you know their quarterback had a concussion. Uh, you know, after they fell down by more than ten points, I, I just don't think the Packers are that impressive. Um, the Vikings clearly want to win these games because I think in the NFC being the two seed is better than being the three seed. And if they win out, they can keep San Francisco at bay there. Um, you know, so I like that, you know, that aspect of it as well. I just think the Vikings getting three and a half years, way too many. So that's my favorite bet of the week is Minnesota plus three and a half open four uh, against green Bay on the road. I, I agree with that. When we did guessing lines, I'm like, you know, again, the entire media all weekend, I was so desirous of getting the Packers into the playoffs and one wonders if that seeps into uh, to the betting market mentality here on this, because I agree with you. That's a, that's a tick too high at, at the very least. What about what you didn't mention there was Carolina and Tampa Bay, um, which I thought, again, and I've thought this about almost every Tampa Bay line all year long, was, was way too much in favor of the Bucks, And even at three where it's settled in now, I don't know. I've watched football this year as much as any human being. And my eyes tell me the Panthers are just a better football team than the Buccaneers every which way. What am I missing here? Uh, I think the only thing you're missing is the fact that Brady, you know, when it, when it has gotten to, you know, times when it matters, right. You know, you, you know, down by two scores to, uh, you know, the Rams down by two scores to, uh, you know, the saints down by two scores to uh, Arizona. Like ultimately something takes over there where I, you know, it goes from left, which calling the plays to Brady. I don't know what it is, but it does seem like, you know, betting on Tampa Bay to cover big numbers all year has been a horrendous gamble for anybody. But I do think betting on them to win, if you can get three and a half, and I do see some minus one twenties at three and a half in the marketplace. You should absolutely take Carolina. I, I thought that the look ahead at being like seven was an egregious, absolutely egregious number. Um, but right now, like, I wouldn't bet money line on the Panthers. I probably uh, would just take them with a with a expensive three and a half, knowing that the Tampa Bay does just mess around a lot. Now the 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 Carolina Panthers got away 
with a very good you know game against Detroit running the football. The Bucks are not a team that's easy to run the football against. Before we get to break here, just real quick, like just taking this one game aside, but if I'm I'm just asking you, I'm giving you truth theorem, and like who would you rather play? Who would you rather travel to if you're another NFC East team? Specifically, the Cowboys are probably the most likely, right? It, would you rather go play at Tampa? Or would you rather go play at Carolina? Does the Brady factor trump the obvious answer being Carolina? Is that what you're kind of saying? Yeah, I think Brady trumps it. I don't think the Panthers are that good. Wow. Okay. I don't know. I'm watching a different Buccaneers football team than everybody else, I think. I understand the Brady point, but I'm not counting on that. We'll come back more with Eric Eager as other Week 17 thoughts and playoff thoughts as well. Next. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. College bowl season is here. Oh, don't I know it. VSIN has you covered. We have picks, spreads, and totals for every single bowl game. Head to VSIN.com and check out all our bowl betting coverage. While you're there, now's a great time to become a VSIN Pro subscriber. For only $79, you get access to everything we do from now through the big dance. Visit VSIN.com slash subscribe. We get tweets. At beating the book, everybody chiming in on this uh, Kansas-Arkansas game. Jeff Kuykendall. Gil, I also had Arkansas minus two and a half. All fourth quarter, Arkansas kept snapping the ball. Yes, this too. With close to 20 seconds left on the play clock, had they snapped it with five seconds, which you're supposed to do when leading by three scores, there wouldn't have been time left for the onside kick. Uh-huh. Preach. Rockette Morton. Why does the uh, UCF Duke game get a expedited review, but no such review on the Kansas fumble, not fumble? Totally agree. Sure. Let's move on. I almost felt like because Kobe Bryant got hurt on the return, they were like, ah, just give him the ball. Uh, Bruce, Bruce Dobigan, as Liberty Bowl, uh, as the Liberty Bowl proves, there's no tougher lead to defend than a 25-point lead with five minutes left in the third quarter. Murphy, 12,800. Gil loved the show, and yes, that Kansas game was bad, but sometimes you get lucky. I had Arkansas money line in Kansas plus two and a half. Crazy, good for you. Logic, three two two seven. I took Arkansas team total over forty seven and a half in game. When that game ended, I told myself I can't complain about any bad beats for a while because I had no business winning that bet. Thank you, Logic. I appreciate that. That's how every Kansas backer should be today. Corbin, as someone who had plus three Kansas, I was in and out of a nap for basically the entirety of the second half, seeming uh, the Jayhawks weren't putting up much of a fight. I thought the bet was toast just to wake up in overtime with Kansas scoring and saying to myself, what the hell just happened? I did. With that last Arkansas drive, let me just say it again. I am not one to be, to be affected by bad beats. They're part of betting. Somehow this thing affected me last night. Like, I was so mad. And that last Arkansas drive, I'll get back to it. After the onside kick, after the fumble that, the, that was, was not a fumble and they gave the ball to Kansas, all that. Arkansas was like, what are you doing? You have all three of your timeouts. What am I watching? And I was so, we, you know, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Parlay were kind enough to invite Todd and, and me to dinner last night over at Amalfi at Caesars. And we walked over from from uh, <laughs> from Aria, and the whole time I'm getting it out because I'm like, I don't want to be rude at dinner. And Todd, as I'm doing it, Todd's like, you can listen to this, though. I have Oregon. I was like, I don't want to hear about your Oregon bet right now. Have a little gambling etiquette. Give me a moment. Anyway, we've all been there. I happened to be there last night. Eric Eager, ladies and gentlemen, from Sumer Sports, kind enough to uh, hang out for a second segment. Sorry, uh, Eric, in advance to subject you to all this uh, Arkansas-Kansas stuff, um, but I know you were on it as well. Uh, let me just ask you a question here about beyond now in Week 17. Anything else that you like besides the one you've named, or is that all you're betting this week? No, it, you know, I do like uh, Indianapolis getting six against the Giants. I think... 
Uh, we all saw Nick Foles in the flesh the other day. Uh, and, and you know, the Giants did give up a put up a good fight against the Vikings. But they, I think these are two rosters that are like sort of similarly talented. And, you know, the difference between Nick Foles and, uh, you know, and Daniel Jones to me is not worth, uh, you know, home field advantage plus, you know, the four and a half points that this implies. So uh, I, I do like the Colts in that one. Um, you know, this this is going against uh, my religion a little bit, but I do like the Chicago Bears getting six and a half oh. uh, in the Motor City against the Detroit Lions. I think, you know, it's gone a little bit too far. I did, There was money on the Bears early in the week, uh, and that has abated a little bit. People have been laying Detroit uh, some uh, sense. So, uh, you know, that those are two that I, I really do like as well. And, and frankly, I, I do think the Houston Texans getting four and a half in a game that doesn't mean that much to Jacksonville. Um, you know, the Texans have been a spunky team over the past few weeks, right? Uh, you know, taking Dallas to the wire, taking Kansas city to overtime. And then last week beating uh, Tennessee. But yeah, I, I think this Texas team is, is, you know, good enough to garner a little bit more respect at home against the Jaguars team with nothing to play for. Yeah. And of course the, again, to use the word, the squirrely thing about both of those games, Texans in a must lose situation, right? Bears, uh, you know, they won't say it out loud, right? But incentivized to to actually keep pace, if you will, if not over, or overcome the Texans. It's never the players on the field. I'm not suggesting that. But you just wonder if uh, lineup construction will be such that uh, they won't maximize their chances of a victory. Anyway, just throwing out that element. Yeah, I, I think with respect to the Bears, um, that has been the case all year, but they have been competitive in every game. So I, I think mm-hmm. this is one. I, I do think Detroit wins this game. I hope they do. I have four to one for them to make the playoffs uh, preseason and everything. So uh, I certainly want Detroit to win this game. I think Chicago will keep it close and be annoying. Um, I, I just think it ends up being you know, a three to five point game as opposed to uh, a blowout that, you know, you basically, if you're laying Detroit here, you expect them to win by margin because the total here is 52 ish. And, you know, uh, you know, you're you're basically looking for Detroit to have a three score lead so that, uh, you know, the Chicago Bears can't backdoor this. What are you so beyond this week? Let's get into the business of what are you looking forward to in terms of a of a game to bet on? Obviously, we're not going to know every line, certainly not in the postseason yet. But um, what's the matchup? Is it? Is it the Jaguars Titans AFC South de facto championship game next week? Is it a potential playoff game? Uh, Dallas at Tampa Bay. Somebody asked me, and forgive me, I forget who asked me on Twitter yesterday, what do you think the line for that game is going to be? And, of course, I said, hey, look, I'm always um, anti-Buccaneers in terms of what I guess the line to be. Not anti, but I'm always, to me, undervaluing what the market seems to think about the Buccaneers. So my line is going to be higher on the Cowboys than most. What's the matchup? Maybe it's not those two that you're looking forward to the most. Yeah, I mean, right now, when, when I look at the futures market, I really like Kansas City because I do think that there is a path where they avoid a lot of these great games. Um, you know, the path being specifically the Cincinnati Bengals beating Buffalo on Monday night, um, Chiefs winning out against uh, a Broncos team with no head coach and a Raiders team with no quarterback. Um, if that's the case, then these matchups that I really like in the playoffs are, you know, uh, the first round you're going to get either, you know, the 3 6 with Buffalo, Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, which will be two great quarterbacks and Josh Allen uh, and 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 Justin Herbert. That's a game I'm looking forward to betting. The other game I'm looking forward to betting, and we'll get a preview of this, uh, is Cincinnati versus Buffalo. Um, I, I, you know, again, as a Chiefs fan, I want this to happen, but I also think there's a very good chance it will, where you have the Chargers in the sixth spot 
Um, you have the the Bengals in the three spot. You get that game first round. You get second round with Bills uh, and, and and Bengals, and then you get then you get the winner of that game going to Kansas City for the fifth straight AFC title game that's been hosted by the Chiefs. Like I I think that that would be really uh, a fun playoff run um, in the NFC. Man, you know when you think about like my hometown Vikings, you know it's like uh, you know their path is going to be really rough. But I could see a situation where Dak shows up in that four or five game lays an egg as he's wont to do mm-hmm. Tampa some Tampa somehow gets to that you know gets to that position where they're facing uh you know for, you know uh either the Vikings and the in the two seed if there's another upset uh again that's like to me the only path with the Minnesota Vikings being a one of the weakest 12 and three teams in the history of the league can actually make the NFC title game um you know so th- it is really that four or five pivot in the NFC and it's really the Monday night football game this week that I think will determine a lot of the seeding in the AFC so that let me just clarify. So that three-six potential game between the Bengals and the Chargers. Uh, l- let's say it's Bengals minus four. Let's just say that out. You know, we'll just yeah. we'll just throw out a number. You feel like the Bengals are the are by far the better football team. Is that what you're suggesting here? And you would take you would lay I, the four. Yeah, I think right now the Bengals are the best team in the AFC. But I think it's in the in a way similar to the Chiefs last year, where they started out exactly three and four, much like the Chiefs. They've had to win out basically last year. The Chiefs won out until this week, and then they lost to the Bengals on the road. And then they had a really fun game against the Bills in the playoffs. And then when they faced the the Bengals in the AFC title game, they ran out of gas. I think this Bengals team eventually is going to run out of gas. Right now, though, they're playing at their peak. I think if you get into if that game's hosted at Paul Brown and they're laying four, I would take the Chargers. I, I just think that the the Bengals would be running out of gas by then. Um, but I also could see the Bengals getting the two seed if they win out uh, and, and Buffalo were to lose to them. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, then that puts Cincinnati in the two seed. There's also another scenario where the Bengals win this week and then they lose to the Ravens next week, uh, and the Ravens win the AFC North, and the Bengals are going on the road in the playoffs. Jeez. So there's a lot of cool. Uh, you know, uh, musical chairs being played with with not only great teams but great quarterbacks on, on that side of the ledger. Before you go, we have about a minute left. Uh, let me ask you because you talked about the Vikings, but the Niners—they're the one team that I have futures on in the NFC. I had them the, the day that they decided to keep Garoppolo. I bet him NFC. I bet him Super Bowl. So I was convinced of the rest of their team being stacked. But I was counting for me, as long as Trey Lance was there, I was like, no, nah, I'm not doing this. But as soon as they, they decided to keep Garoppolo, I'm like, okay, he'll see the field eventually. And now it's none of that, right? Now it's Purdy. It's Brock Purdy, and he has been every bit as uh, effective as Jimmy Garoppolo, maybe even more so. Do you believe they are the Eagles' ultimate kryptonite in the NFC? Do you believe they're everyone's kryptonite in the NFL? Yes, I think the Niners are the best team in the NFC right now going, especially with Hertz's injury. Uh, you know, I think the world of the Eagles. Um, but and, and you know, if you look at the standings, the way they're, they're mapped out there, they could get the Giants in the first round of the playoffs, which would be probably the best draw of any of the division winners uh, in the NFC, um, other than the Eagles having a bye. So, yeah, I think the path for them is nice as well. Like, I think, you know, you go San Fran against the Giants, an old 90s uh, rivalry or 80s, 90s rivalry there. Then you get Minnesota, um, which is another easier game, even though it's on the road. Uh, And then you get Philadelphia with a banged-up quarterback, possibly. Like, I think that road is fairly straightforward for the Niners. Eric, yes, no answer. Purdy, six games, enough to win Offensive Rookie of the Year or not? No. No. There it is. Eric Eager, Sumer Sports. Thank you, Eric. Great talking to you. Gil, you're the best. Take care. Eric Eager, everybody from Sumer Sports, at Eric Eager underscore on Twitter. Coming back with the NHL. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. Football fans can turn a loss into a win with the king of sportsbooks. Just place a single first touchdown score prop bet on any Monday or Thursday night pro football game. And if your bet loses, you'll receive up to $25 back in free bets. This offer is available all season long. Wager confidently and take your game to the next level with BetMGM. Just log into your account or download the BetMGM app and sign up today. Then wager on any player to score the first touchdown in any Monday or Thursday pro football game. And if your bet misses... You'll get up to $25 back in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as is non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. We get tweets at beating the book Elvis Toast Patterson. I'm hoping for a quick recovery for Kelly Bidlin. It's a bummer. No eggnog challenge. We'll do a Valentine's Day challenge, though, and have Kelly down a uh, five-pound chocolate heart in 50 minutes. I might be down for that. Oh, good God. That sounds awful. (laughs) Jeff Staples. Why do these sharps not like teasing college games? I really like a FSU Cowboys six-point teaser today. Um, Well, the reason for that has to do with volatility of scoring more than anything. Um, And you don't even have to really do the math to sort of think about these games. By the way, same people will say don't don't tease at basketball games either. When, When scoring is more volatile, the value of each point is that much less. And so a sport like the NFL specifically, uh, where scoring is is more deliberate, more muted than, say, college football, the value of every point is that much greater. And so teasing makes that much more sense. That's sort of just the, the thumbnail explanation for that. But listen, am I going to tell you not to tease FSU today? Um, I'm not going to tell you that. I'm on FSU. I got them in minus seven a long time ago. It's higher than that. So I understand what you're saying. Um, I'm not endorsing it, but I understand what you're saying. Blue Hen Bill. Arkansas is nothing, Gil. Wait till the night sweats start. Knowing your playoff hopes rest with Carson Wentz. That's <laughs> very true. Uh, we appreciate it. By the way, your pro tip for the hour. Do we have a pro tip for the hour? I think we should probably do a pro tip for the hour. I like it. Has to do with the bad beat that we were talking about earlier. I don't know if you if you heard me. Have I mentioned Arkansas bad beat uh, today yet? Why does that come up on the show? Uh, bad beats are part of betting, and you have to recognize that. It's the price of doing business. I always uh, use that line on this. And here's the thing that we don't talk about enough, but Las Vegas Chris and I have talked about this. It is my belief, and I believe he agreed with me, that when you become good at this, bad beats will actually happen more against you than they will for you. And the reason for that is if, if you're good in handicapping, you will tend to win a higher percentage uh, going away, then you will lose a higher percentage going away. So if, if that sort of range of outcomes shifts, the better you get in one direction, it makes sense that the bad beats are more likely to go against you than for you. Uh, that Arkansas one was pretty, pretty bad yesterday. I won't soon forget it. But remember, it's a price of doing business. And generally speaking, you won't hear me complain about it very often on this show. This is probably the first time I have in forever, now that I think about it. Um, price of doing business. Just know that. Just roll with it. Do your best. Sometimes they'll 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 smart like that one did yesterday. But you just got to move on. Uh, that's your pro tip for the hour. We do one every hour, at least twenty a day, right here at Veasan. All searchable at Veasan.com for Veasan subscribers only. Let's talk some hockey. Want to do a hockey check in? Let's do it. Jake Hahn joins us uh, from Mayo Media to talk uh, with us about the sport of hockey without a hat on, showing his hair today. How you doing, Jake? I'm doing great, Gil. I, I enjoyed your lead in there, and I do totally agree with you on what you said about teasers and the variance in terms of points. So I, you would never catch me teasing a college game, although if there was a, a college game I would tease, maybe it would be Syracuse today because you've you've got kind of a lower-scoring game. Like, those would be the college games I would actually entertain teasing, but right. for the most part, I just leave the, uh, the teasers to the NFL. And we don't have teasers in hockey, although at the World Junior <laughs> Hockey Championship that's going on right now, maybe they should implement teasers because you're seeing some seven and a half, eight and a half, nine and a half. You see a, a ten and a half goal spread with the uh, Canada Austria game today as well. Christy Andrews, my mishpucha, who does a do guessing lines with, he runs the South Point Hotel Casino Sportsbook right behind me here in studio at the South Point. 
he has what he used to do story times on uh, on my beating the book podcast for years. And he wrote a book called Then One Day, which is a lot of his old uh, bookmaking stories. And one of them has to do with hockey teasers. So I'll just tease at that. Everybody who wants uh, to get uh, that story by Then One Day, one of Chrissy's now three books. Uh, Jay, great to see you. We're, uh, you know, still youngish in the hockey season. Not super duper young, but uh, we got a long way to go still. And just let me just ask you the first question for those who are who are not as as into the sport as you are from a handicapping standpoint. If they're looking to make a futures bet right now, like just give me the list of teams you think realistically can win the Stanley Cup. I, I think the list is is probably short in the Western Conference for me, Gil. I think in the Eastern Conference you have maybe five or six teams. I, I really think that could go on a run when the playoffs start. In the West, I think that list is much shorter. I think it's probably something like two or three teams in the West. So when you add it all together, I think you've probably got about eight or nine teams that when the playoffs start, have a legit chance of winning the thing. If you're attacking it from a futures perspective, and and look, this number isn't going to blow anybody away, and I'm not going to come out and give you a 50 to 1 or a 60 to 1, although if you do want one of those prices, I do think there are a couple teams that could go on a run. I think now is the time, and if you shop around, you can get a pretty good number. I think now is the time you jump in on the Colorado Avalanche. The winners from last year, I understand it's very difficult to go back-to-back, but what I just said about the Western Conference and how weak it is this year compared to the East, Boston deserves to be the favorite right now. They win every single night. You've got teams like Carolina, Toronto, New Jersey, Tampa, Pittsburgh, all in the East. Those teams are going to beat each other up come playoff time, and there's no easy path to the Stanley Cup final in the Eastern Conference, whereas in the West, Colorado starting to get healthier. They've done a great job treading water with so many injuries this year. Nathan McKinnon looks like he's going to make a return soon. I think they're going to go on a second-half tear, and you can find them as good as 7-1 to one out there. I think I've seen some even better numbers out there for the Colorado Avalanche, so I think now is the time. Uh, if you're okay betting up the board a little bit, the, the Colorado Avalanche are offering a much better price than they were coming into the season. Yeah, and I, I'm glad you said that too. Let's you know, because when plus five fifty, always shop around. As Jake said, you could find a seven to one out there on the Avalanche. There's a lot of too cool, uh, too cool for school. Uh, in I think in sports gambling media, sometimes too, where it's like, oh well, you could have gotten this, and so now it's this. And you get sometimes you can still find value in that, right? So th- that's what Jake is sort of saying about the Avalanche here. By the way, just I'm asking for a friend. Are one of those teams in the Eastern Conference that you think has a shot, the Washington Capitals, or no? I'll have to say no on Washington. I I just have to continue my firm stance that I I think the Capitals are just too old to get it done at this point. But I have to give them massive credit for the run that they're on right now. You know, Alex Ovechkin was taking a lot of the oxygen with his chase to 800 and eventually his chase to pass Gordie Howe, as he should. It's a legendary achievement from Alex Ovechkin. But while that whole thing is going on, Washington's winning every single night. I'd honestly written them off with how competitive the Eastern Conference had been. So they're very legit, I think, to make the playoffs. I just feel like the East is way too strong, and the the Capitals lack that high-end talent and the depth to to go on a legit run. So they wouldn't be finding any of my uh, futures cards anytime soon. They've been old for years, too. Every year, that's the thing. They're old. Okay, Um, before we get into your picks today, is there a medium tier or a long shot that you would recommend, or you just want to stick with the Avalanche? 
I, I do like the abs. I do think that they offer good value. If you're looking, you know, in that mid range that you just referenced, Gil, I still do really like the Rangers. They haven't really moved from their preseason odds. And, they, you know, they had a rocky start to the season. Now they figured it out a little bit. I think come playoff time with the goaltender that they have in Igor Shesterkin, they're a team I wouldn't mind on the card. Like I said, the East is very, very difficult. And if you're looking for another Western Conference team, I do think the Minnesota Wild are really starting to figure it out and playing this tight game that could really be good come playoff time for them so they would probably have to go through the Avs at some point but for you know 22 to 25 to 1 I think Minnesota considering that the Western Conference is pretty gettable is, is offering a decent price as well all right Jake 11 games in the NHL you got 90 seconds what do you like tonight uh, there's a couple a couple sides I like. I, I'll I'll mention actually that's funny the two teams that I just I talked about in terms of that mid range the Rangers and the Wild. The Rangers are in Tampa tonight. The Lightning played last night. Uh, they'll most likely be going with Brian Elliott tonight. Their backup goaltender. He's been winning games because they've been outscoring their problems when he's in there. But he has certainly not looked good. So if the matchup tonight is Igor Shosturkin versus Brian Elliott, I will take Igor Shosturkin at plus money in that matchup every single time. I never like to go against Tampa on home ice. But with Tampa playing the second half of a back-to-back and that being the goaltending matchup, I think any sort of plus money on the Rangers makes a lot of sense. I do like Minnesota as a very short favorite on home ice. Like I said, they've been playing much better the last couple of weeks. And you're getting them as a short favorite against Dallas, who I believe is a good team. I think it's going to be one of the best matchups of the night tonight. But I think that's a very fair price for Minnesota. I would price them up as a a little bit of a bigger favorite. A couple totals I like as well, Gil. I like the over in the Ottawa-Washington game and the over in the toronto Arizona game. If you're targeting shot props tonight, look towards the Buffalo Sabres and Detroit Red Wings. Dylan Larkin, David Perron on the side of Detroit. You can look to guys like Tage Thompson, Alex Tuck on the side of the Buffalo Sabres. All right, five hockey wagers. Wyatt, we'll have them in the newsletter. Yes? Yes. Get that as quick as I can. VEASAN.com slash newsletter. Two sides and three totals for Jake Hahn. Uh, you can check out Jake, of course, co-host of The Point, the fantasy hockey show on Sirius XM, and, uh, X, Sirius XM, I should say, NHL, at Jay Hahn. That's H-A-H-N-4, the number four on Twitter. Jake, great seeing you. Thank you so much, man. Great to see you as well, Gil. Happy holidays to everybody. You too. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. Coming back, we'll check in with Bill Krakenberger, Dr. Bob on college football, Todd Wishnev in the studio. It's the numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. 
I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.